Welcome to Monday Night Therapy. You know that that's kind of a catchy intro, if I can say so myself. I really like it. I, John, that's such a, a step up from the previous one. That's uh, hats off to you. Who did it? I did. Awesome. I'm becoming a filmmaking storytelling genius. You certainly are. That's a, <laughs> that's a good lead in. You know it. Um, we ju- now we just need some. You know a voice. We need one of those voice people. You know to exactly. do. You know, and welcome to Monday Night Therapy. Uh, do you, you know, think it needs to be a high, a low voice? Like, I don't you know, know. CNN. Don't know. Or, or a sexy voice. Could be a sexy voice. You know? Oh, well, I'll try mine sometime. I have well, a sexy you voice. Your sexy voice? Yeah. Never heard your sexy voice, John. Well, of course not. Why would you hear it? Good God. <laughs> Thank God for saying no. I've never heard that. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on out there on the football, the sports world. And before we get into Nebraska stuff, apparently Todd has something he wants to get off his chest. I'm going to hide under my desk while he does it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm a, I'm a huge soccer fan. And You're a huge, I'm a huge soccer huge, fan. Huge soccer fan, football fan, whatever you want to call it. And I'm <laughs> – with this World Cup, you know, being halfway across the world, um, I got up one morning at 1.55 to watch a 2 o'clock kickoff, and that screwed me up for the next three days. And then I got up again at 3.55 to watch a 4 o'clock kickoff. And uh, in, in neither one of those games did the U.S. play particularly well, which was really frustrating to watch. And, you know, it's, it's tough to see a team – decline, you know, a, a dynasty. And Nebraska fans know what that's like. Um, unfortunately, you know, Nebraska has been wandering around in the wilderness for 20 plus years. And, um, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen to the U.S. women's national team. Uh, I don't think it will be because there's a lot of talent coming back. But it was it was really frustrating to see the way that they played and, and they didn't play particularly well. Um, you know, they only scored four goals and, you know, this is from a team that, uh, you know, in years past could light it up. I mean, they could score a lot of goals and you knew that maybe it was an omen when they're playing Vietnam, you know, a, a team that, you know, four years ago wouldn't have qualified because they had fewer teams in the tournament. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's really frustrating to me, um, the way they played. But what's even more frustrating to me, and I see I'm, I'm already going to piss some people off, but I don't care. He doesn't care. I don't. I think, it's bullshit. Care. I think it's bullshit the way that many people in the, in the United States have treated that team. It's garbage. They represent the United States. They wear USA across their chest, and they, they lay it on the line for this country. And if you don't like Megan Rapinoe because she's – gay, or if you don't like uh, Megan Rapinoe because she stood up and fought for uh, women's rights or equity or equal respect with the men's team, then that's your problem. But she has dedicated her life to representing this team. And this bullshit about the national anthem is garbage. You watch any sporting event. And the athletes, when they're lined up, I don't care if it's on the baseline. I don't care if they're along the sideline. I don't care if they're at midcourt. They're not all singing the national anthem. They don't. Go to any high school football game in the United States of America. Go to any college football game in the United States of America. And it's you got stadiums packed with Americans there, and they're not singing the national anthem. So don't give me that crap. It, it, is that what people are angry about? They didn't say yeah. that. was oh, the okay. first thing after the first game they were saying, oh, they're not patriots. They're not singing the national anthem. Bullshit. Bullshit. A lot of those people's minds are elsewhere. Those athletes are, are preparing for a game. There's a lot of nerves for many of them. Now, did Megan Rapinoe take a political stance? Yes, she did. Did some of those other women take a political stance? Yes, they did. And it's no different 
than what John Carlos did back in 1968 in Mexico City and Tommy Evans. It's the same thing. We got problems in this country when it comes to equity. And people are going to stand up and draw attention to it. So I'm sick and tired of that shit that's being thrown at those women who have dedicated their lives to becoming better athletes and representing this country. Okay. Do you feel better? Are you ready to go now? Yeah, I'll wait until we get to Stanford, I, and then I'll fire I, up again. I, oh my God, I, uh, I, I didn't. I, I think that. Uh, listen, I don't. I don't really pay attention to what athletes do with their politics, mostly because I just, you know, I've got enough shit going on in my life that there's so much of this stuff going on that uh, it's hard to keep track of. Plus, that's my way of bailing out of this situation. I do think it's kind of, you know, you can root for your country's team when they're in the World Cup, for God's sakes. I think that's kind of. You know, people that would I happy they're lost. I think that's a bit much, but uh, they did not play well. Like you said, four four goals in how many games? It was not good. It was horrible. They played horrible. Yeah, they were. I, the coach probably won't be the coach anymore. And uh, there you go. Uh, well, there you go. You're already pissing people off. What a a d ton zero. My God. A D a ton zero zero two two. What is this shit coronation? Well, it's Todd getting stuff off his chest. That's what we do from time to time. Uh, Wade Farsist sounds like Todd needs a hug. Do you need a hug, Todd? No, I'm fine. I'm good. I got my spotted cow. He's got his spotted cow. Uh, Linda, Linda did disagree with her. Where was that? Uh, Linda says, I was so happy that those women got eliminated. They do not deserve to wear the Team USA shirt. So that is a counterpoint, Todd. Well, you and, know, Linda, Linda's entitled to her opinion, and I, I, I disagree is. with it. Totally. Uh, and I also drink Bud Light. So, oh, my you know. God. That's just a shitty beer. Well, it's cheap. You have – it's yeah, but it – you have money. There's no fucking excuse for you. You know, if you were 21 years old when we were back when we were buying the generic beer that was labeled beer, you have money. Now. There's no fucking excuse to be drinking Bud Light just because of crap. You know, John, um, we bought. I bought the. I bought the Bud Light. The Bud Light that I've drank in the last few months is what I had left over from the tailgate that we had set up at the baseball game. Ah, okay. So that's what that was. And I've said it before. I'm going to support Anheuser-Busch because I have some very good friends that are distributors from Anheuser-Busch. And they gave a lot of money to our athletic department when I was a principal and an AD. So, yeah. Was that 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 family that uh, you remember we went out to eat at like the Nebraska club and everybody else ordered a Budweiser and I ordered a harp? That's a different different one. But, yeah, I do remember that. (laughs) Yeah, let's uh, move on. I've had my rant. We can move on. Okay, what are we moving on to? Fall camp. It's Nebraska football time. Fall camp time. Uh, what do we know so far about fall camp, Todd? What have we heard? Sounds like they're working hard. Sounds like they're getting a lot of reps. You know, it's important to the coaching staff that they install, install you know, this. Everybody talks about putting their culture in place, but, you know, there's accountability um, they're living in the dormitories. They're out there working hard. Um, you know, of course, they put the people in front of the players in front of the mics that they, you know, know, have a pretty good idea what they're going to say to the media. Um, so I don't think anything's, you know, um, any different um, than what you hear in, in the past. But um, we know that they've split practices so that players get more repetition, so that they have more opportunities you know, to develop and, and develop their muscle memory and, and that type of thing. So Miles Farmer, you know, since we were together last, Miles Farmer has entered the portal. Um, personally, I think that's uh, I think that's a loss um, for the team. But, you know, if he's not going to commit to the expectations, you, you know, you let one person slide. If there's one person, especially one of your starters, that isn't as held accountable like everybody else, you know, that can be a cancer on the team. So I wish, you know, I hope Miles Farmer does well wherever he's where he's at. And, um, you know, good luck to him. I am bummed that uh, Prochaska apparently is hurt again. Um, yeah. So 
I don't know. You know, it, it, it seems like every once in a while you have one of those players that comes in, you know, highly um, w- with a lot of accolades, you know, Fedoni, hopefully Fedoni stays healthy, but it's, it's too bad because uh, Teddy Prochaska came in with um, a lot of promise and, and, you know, he's a home state kid and damn, you know, you'd, you'd love to see him out on the field. Well, we got, uh, let's see, it's an open competition for the place-kicking place job between Timmy Bleakroad and Tristan Alvano, the new guy. And Bashini is competing with those two for kickoff duties. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the offensive line and how oh, – I was supposed to let you start the offensive line thing to make up for your ranty bit. All <laughs> <Hey>, what? <laughs> oh, talking – the offensive line is looking a lot better. They're looking like they actually have a strength and conditioning coach that knows what he's doing. They look like they have power. They might have some more movement. The one thing that I, I – here's the thing. I haven't seen anybody mention or talk about Nerd and Newely. I mean, I know that he's still there, but you know how the coaches mentioned this guy and they mentioned that guy and they yeah. mentioned this guy. Nobody's re- – the coaches really haven't brought him up. And I, I'm like, what the hell is that about? But have you heard anybody single out any of the offensive linemen other than the fact that Prochaska is hurt? I mean, they talk about him as a group. You know, they talk about him in general terms that they've all slimmed up, that they're all moving quicker, that they're all moving better. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure that I've heard anybody single out the offensive linemen. Well, that's that's true. What did we had? We had the uh, – who was it? Jerry DiNardo and the Big Ten Network guys show up and say really nice things. Yeah, and that's, that's, have th- – have Gary DiNardo say something nice about Nebraska doesn't happen all the time. Are you sure? Well, I mean, he said positive things in the past, but you know, he doesn't, I don't think that Gary DiNardo sugarcoats things. And I don't think he, I don't think he, you know, says stuff that uh, isn't uh, that he doesn't see. Okay. And uh, let's see. Oh my God! I just went away, didn't I? So you got Nerodin Newilly, offensive line looking better. Marsh, Marcus Washington is injured, but coming back very soon. Sounds like they're practicing a lot more than they did with uh, the other guy that was in charge. And it yeah. also sounds like they're getting reps and more and more reps. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Let's see. Charles Hullett says best offseason pu- pukers title is now held by who? I actually, I think it's held by Colorado. I saw a mention the other day of uh, something that was going on, like Colorado's. Uh, they were mentioning that, uh, I, I don't know, their team was working really hard and stuff like that. Whenever you see, I don't mean to move this to Colorado completely, but they've posted some more video of them practicing. And honest to God, they look like a high school team. It's well, almost you know, to, it's almost yeah. to the point you feel like they're setting people up. Like That's kind go, of what we're I gonna film. <laughs> we're gonna film so everybody look horrible. But at the same time, they go, "Hey, everybody look tiny." I don't. What's going on with Colorado with those things? Is that what you're I, I, I'm not paying any attention? They're the second game of the year. I could care less about Colorado. Um, <laughs> yeah, who cares? We were gonna we were gonna hope to have the Minnesota guy on tonight, and I would like to talk to a Minnesota guy before the season starts because we need we I'd like to see what the other side says about their teams. But uh, unfortunately, the Minnesota guys I had in mind didn't respond to me because you know I mean, well you know with that with that comment that you have up there from Charles Hewlett too, um, I haven't heard Matt Rule talking a whole lot about puking, so that's a change in the message from the head coach. So, you know, uh, a lot of golf simulator time is way down from Roger Moore. Uh, I like that I Roger. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Linda Wilkins says Teddy should be back for the first game. That the, what I heard is he going to, he's going to be back for the second game. And that, Oh, come on. Turner Corcoran has been in at left tackle. Yeah, I'm I'm so put off here. I'm slow. It's been a brain foggy day for me. 
Okay, let's see. We got. Uh, let's see. Offensive lineman Teddy Paraska is out for a little while. Nothing term long term, but he's banged up. Unfortunately, we think he'll be ready for the first game. Rule said when asked about left tackle, but we're working Turner Corcoran. We're working Gunner Gautala. We're working all those guys on the O line. So there you go. I'm going blind too. Corcoran at left tackle. I think I think that we have, you know, when it comes to the offensive line. Well, put it this way. If, I think that we have a decent five or six guys as the first guys. And I probably said that before. Wow. Thank you, Branson Club. Uh, but if we, for example, if we lose Ben Scott, I, you know, the center, the guy that's going to be the starting center, I don't know what they're going to do as a replacement. Because keep in mind that, I mean, the center makes the line calls, right? The center is responsible for making calls for pass protection or what kind of blocking they're going to do or how they're going to slide, things like that. So centers are kind of like quarterbacks for the offensive line, and that's going to be the case in this you know, new offense we're going to deal with too. So you know, when you look at this kind of stuff and you look at the complexity of the offenses they run now at, at Division One, or, God, probably even in high school, and you realize that some of these guys, it's not just that the quarterback has to know 84 million iterations of something. It's the center has to know everything's going on too. So I guess that's my biggest concern about it. Uh, I haven't really seen – go ahead. Well, yeah. they, they got to have depth, you know, because you know the offensive linemen are going to get banged up. Um, you know, and so I, I have – you know, they've talked – uh, Matt Rule has talked highly of the offensive line. You know, he did in the spring. He's made a few general comments now um, recently about the offensive line. They're going to have to have some depth, um, you know, but I don't think, you know, maybe we aren't going to hear a whole lot in terms of details and that type of thing um, before the first game. Maybe that's something that they just kind of keep under wraps. Okay. Branson, Chab gives us $4.99 for a super chat. You can do that and support us, which is greatly appreciated. Uh, and he asked Nebraska at Colorado score prediction for the hype for the game is still insane. Do you want to make it? Come on, Todd. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say 35 to 21 Nebraska. Aren't you? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think we're going to, you know, Colorado plays TCU before they play us. Yeah. So, I, we're going to find out if Colorado actually has a football team. I'll keep that up there for a minute. Uh, we're going to find out if Colorado actually has a football team when they play TCU. And I think TCU is going to be kind of, well, they made the college football playoff last year, but they're going to be kind of deleted, depleted, well, dilapidated. They, they graduated a lot of players. On yeah. Um, and, you know, but he also brought quite a few in in a portal. I, I think that TCU team, it was an outlier last year. I think that's one of those cases where um, Coach Sonny Dykes, right? Um, yes. I, I think that's just one of it. You know, I think it was a perfect storm. I think they got the right people in the right place at the right time. Um, I will find it. I'll be surprised if TCU um, is at the top of the conference this year. Fred Sacco says 20 Nebraska 24 Colorado 13 ugly clunky game but we win. Fred that's really safe for you. I see I just I I think that this is going to be a game where it's like 48 to 20 Nebraska or something. Uh 35-21. Oh yeah, 35-21 that's the standard. That's the standard Todd score in case you're just joining us. That's pretty much his prediction for just about everything. Uh, I don't think the Colorado game is as big as Minnesota, and I've probably already talked enough. About no way. That. No way. But uh, Colorado is is certainly a game you don't want to lose. Nope. You and, don't want to uh, lose it, but the Col Colorado is the second game of the season. The most important game of the season is against Minnesota. You gotta, They got to be geared up and ready to go. Plus, it's a conference game. And – you know, I understand that a lot of people, you know, I'm a fan of the Big Eight, <laughs> you know, not the Big 12, but I'm a Big Eight fan. And, and um, 
You know, I, I didn't like Colorado at all, especially when Bill McCartney was there. Uh, couldn't stand him. But by the same token, the Minnesota game's a, a much more important game than, than the Colorado game, at least in my opinion. David Matney says we win by 14 without the onside kick. I like that. Uh, Does that mean there will be an onside kick, David? So we're going <laughs> to still win by 14 with the – Brian Barr says Colorado is really shorthanded on the D-line, didn't get enough linemen in the portal. Uh, th that's the problem with the portal with linemen is there are not – everybody needs more defensive linemen. Everybody needs more, and there aren't that many in the portal, and the, especially the good ones because they're pretty already bought by the time they get into the portal. And, uh, you know, so when you look at what we can make stuff up in the portal, you can in a lot of areas, but not uh, not on the lines, not on the offensive defensive line. And unless you're just bringing guys in for depth, I missed a comment I wanted to do here. Fred Sacco says, what do you want from me? John G's try and be logical. And John shits on me like our former head coach shat on common sense and reason. I didn't shit on you that hard, Fred. Come on, you son of a bitch. Ah, okay. The other, I, I remember another guy I wanted to mention about spring or fall or whatever this is. Uh, Tommy Hill. Tommy Hill did not, he arrived at Nebraska as a receiver. And no, I think they, he came as a D back and then they switched him. Did they? Mm -hmm. And then he went back to D back. Yeah. He, I think that the very few times we saw him on the field that he looked like a very, very athletic guy. I think he is incredibly athletic. I don't think he was a very disciplined player. Um, you know, if memory serves me right, there was a time where he took a, a kickoff about three yards deep in the end zone and thought he'd run it out. Um, yeah. You know, some he of did that, that more than stuff. once. Yeah. And I think defensively, he was such a risk taker. That's why they ended up moving him to, um, to wide receiver. Uh, he, he didn't take calculated risks. So I think the kid must be incredibly athletic. Uh, Matt Rule and, you know, the new defensive back coach both have spoken highly of him. So um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I hope he does well because you want the good athletes on the field. <sighs> okay. Well, Branson Club comes in with another super chat and asks, what does Minnesota's team look like this year? This is why I really wanted somebody from Minnesota to talk to us. They're going to be think Minnesota... really big on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I think here's, here's the key with Minnesota. I think that they got, uh, you know, they have, what is it? Three offensive linemen they have to change. They have to, you know, starters they have to roll over on the offensive line but minnesota is pretty good at developing players they have a new quarterback whose name i need to learn adam aiden kalukalakas uh and i think that he will be a much better quarterback than tanner morgan tanner morgan at minnesota had a very excellent sophomore year and then he was never able to repeat it i think minnesota is lacking a little bit in the receivers and explosiveness is, I, I want to say Javon Wright is still there and some of the guy that's been there. Come on. The guy, one of the guys that went to media days, Andy talked about him. I can't, I can't and remember. He, he's been there like 18 years, but I, I don't think they have receivers like they had with the guys that went to the NFL, like Rashad Bateman, but they do have probably one of the bigger, better um, tight ends in the, in the big 10 and span Ford. So they don't have Mo. Mo Ibrahim is gone. And uh, that's, you know, and, and they probably have a good running back. I mean, they probably yeah. had somebody solid. But Mo Ibrahim, you know, my God, he he tore Nebraska up. I mean, yeah, every time we played against those guys, he just gashed us. Just, yeah. I think what's going to be interesting, I guess, about the Minnesota game is that Minnesota's D, I don't think Minnesota – Minnesota has Tyler Newbin, one of their defensive backs, is a, an excellent player. He should be all Big Ten, uh, ball hawk type guy. I What we're going to do is, against Minnesota is going to be very interesting. I, I bought my six tickets, so I, I'm, me and my family will be at the game, 
and uh, Todd will be at the game. We're hoping to set up a tailgate area where people can come find us. I'm just trying to get the logistics figured out on that. Uh, it is on a Thursday night, so I might as well start tailgating on like Monday and no doc go to work and pay taxes and be rebels. <laughs> well, I'm riding the train, so it's going to have to be your tailgate. So we're going to have to right. use your tailgate. Well, we're going to probably use a Minnesota person's. <laughs> I'm going to sell him on this by saying, yes, you can abuse me in front of all sorts of people. And uh, he will go for that. But I think what we're going to see against Minnesota, I think is going to be the offense that, yeah, I mean, what are we going to do with it? Uh, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to approach their defense? Uh, you know, and this is one of the things that kind of frustrates me. And, and, you know, we don't get to go, see this team practice everything that you and I other than the spring game anything that the vast majority of Nebraskans have access to was the spring game and secondhand information so hell I don't know what we're going to do against Minnesota I I hope that we come out and and I hope the team plays very very physical and I hope they don't uh kick an onside kick on the first play um I hope <laughs> I hope they play well disciplined football. That's what I hope. <laughs> okay, Dion Pryor says we probably onside kicked the first play against Minnesota. You know what? If we did, I'm just gonna die in the crowd. That's what's gonna happen right there. I can guarantee that pretty much. I just Oh, my God, the pain of even thinking about that is kind of causing some issues. Fred Sacco comes in with, you can abuse me in front of all sorts of people, the Northwestern hazing motto. Correct. Correct, sir. Very good. Uh, but I, what are we now? We're, I can't do math, Todd. I had a hard day. 31 minus 7, 30 minus 7, 23 days away, 22 days away from football. Real yeah, football, that'd be about right. Football. Uh, what else we got? How about, how about 24? 24. Okay. That sounds good. Somewhere in there, you know, how many sleeps? Right. Well, Michaela M comes in with 23. She obviously can do math better than me. Uh, let's see. Roger Moore comes in and says, can we at least try a fake field goal? That's the other thing. That is the other thing about this team is they're going to be interesting is they actually appear to maybe have a little bit more focus on special teams. So maybe, maybe like a fake field goal. Did we ever try a fake field goal in the last like five, six years? I can't recall I one. I don't think we did because nobody, nobody, somebody went, Oh, we have to kick now. And somebody go, Who's actually on special teams? And then a bunch of guys would run out there and the punt would go to the wrong side of the field and you'd lose a game. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Charles Hellett, in defense of Northwestern, no bananas were used in the hazing. Thank God for the bananas and people who are banana activists. Uh, and <laughs> James Marshall. Line play is everything against Minnesota. Even a loss, we can rest assured that this will be a good season. They can at least hold their own up front against the Gophers. I That is really what the – I mean, the first game is so important for is watching that and seeing and saying, okay, you know, we played well. We lost by one score. God help me. <clears throat> oh, causing myself chest pain. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to lose by one score, Todd. I, I just don't. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I kind of going back to the fake field goal and that kind of stuff. Um, John, have you watched the Netflix uh, quarterback? The, I watched some of it. You know, I, I thought I'm not a huge NFL guy, but I've always been a Kirk Cousins fan. Um, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes, oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I found it really enjoyable, but something that really stood out to me is how much fun the Kansas City Chiefs have with their offense. And, you know, they, True. they you know, for every oh, game, they've got gimmick plays. they got goofy plays. they got fun plays where ring around the rosy kinds of stuff, and they break out. You know, wouldn't it be fun, you know, if your college team had a bunch of those kind of gimmick plays? Now, it would help to be good. I mean, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Todd, if they get good, they can add a spinner. 
Yeah, that'd be really neat. I could do. Okay, early on, Linda Wilkins said, "Okay, John, I have a tasking for you or Todd. I need one of you to get a hold of Trev, and if need be, jerk a knot in why we cannot get sound in the press room." I'm not. I'll be honest with you, Linda. I'm. I'm not sure what you're referring to. You probably should send me an email about that, and I can forward it to somebody. But uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I. By the way, I have as much pull as uh, Todd does. <laughs> I don't think that's very much. I. Let's see what. Okay. David Madney says, if we are up by 14 and do an onside kick, I want a refund of my Corn Nation channel membership. By the way, you can join the channel and you paid like $1.99 a month so we can buy coffee once in a while. And if, we on, if we're up by 14 and onside kick, I will give you a refund, David. I will cry. I, yeah, I won't make it out of the stadium alive. By the way, did everybody see the Montgomery truck, the brawl that happened? No. The casino brawl? No, it was like a boat dock thing. Yeah. Outside oh my God. I, that was it, crazy. Was it, it was just, it's honest to God, like a whole bunch of people decided to become the biggest. I love the guy that swam across the water just to get there. He didn't want to miss out. <laughs> the, the neat thing about it, I mean, the, the writers and the actors are on strike, but people are not on strike unless they're hitting each other. I mean, that's the dumbest if you want to be entertained with 83,000 different camera angles, uh, look up Montgomery Dock Brawl, I think it is. Montgomery, Alabama's. Okay, go read that. Fred Sacco said we had a lot of gimmick plays, too. If we were run a wide receiver screen that goes for negative yards to start the game, I will burst into flames. Yeah, Fred, I will burst into flames, too. I will absolutely combust <sighs> if uh, – if that's how we start out the game. Uh, what? Wait a minute. I put that away. Uh, if we run a ride with negative yards to start the game, I'll burst into flames. We just did that one, John. We just did that one. Well, I, I didn't get – You know, those well, you are didn't constraint. get to say anything. Yeah, oh. those, are, those are constraint plays. You know right. that. Right? Podcast etiquette is lacking right now. I'll, you know, I'll you, get better. You know, what, you know those are constraint plays when they run those. You know well, what a constraint play is? Ideally, they are constraint plays. Okay, you're right. Ideally, they are. Constraint play is something you run to keep the defense honest. If you think that linebackers are coming in too far and coming in down on the run and crunching into the box, you run one of those wide receiver screens, and it pulls the defense back out and says, uh, you need to watch the outside, so uh, we're going to run this stuff. Uh, you know what? Okay. Linda Wilkins says you can never hear the questions in the press room, only the answers. Yeah, they've always done that that way. I, every once in a while, I think a Big Ten media days, they passed around a mic because they actually were on TV. But yeah, they've always, they've always done it that way because, you know, mostly that's for the guys that are doing media stuff and none of the rest of us, especially when they ask really stupid questions, which. Uh, is enough. Um, let's see. Thirty. We're up to about thirty-five minutes. Uh, Roger Moore says, "Do the Turner Gill bounce pass?" I think that's illegal now, isn't it? Uh, not if you do it. No, no, not if it's a backwards pass. No, that's true. Uh, David Mantney asks, "What is Donovan Raiola going to do differently as a coach this year that he didn't do last year?" What do you think? Work with people that have years of experience under <laughs> under his tutelage, I guess. Probably coach the way, probably coach the way that he had been coaching when he was with the Bears and at Notre Dame. It would be my guess that Scott Frost asked him to do some things, maybe that uh, he wasn't uh, totally sold on or bought into. Um, again, I think we have to put our faith in the head coach, and the head coach saw something with with Donovan Rayola. And I do not believe that the only reason he was retained was because of his nephew. I think that they saw value with him for, for whatever reason. Okay. What is Donovan going to do differently as a coach this year? Here's the thing about the frost offense is it really didn't. How do I say this? Congruency. Would that be the word? It, normally when you have an offense, you try to like build plays on top of other plays and, you know, there's some kind of sensical game plan that happens. 
And Frost's offense really just looked like he literally was looking at it. it just said, well, let's try this one. Let's try that. They're honest to God. I talked to people that know offenses a lot better than I do. And they said that one of the problems was is none of it really – the plays didn't connect to each other. Right. There was like, no connectivity. They, yeah, they didn't – It wasn't a system of offense. It right. Was, it was just a bunch of plays put together on the field. Just a bunch of plays. Yeah, so complimentary football. There you go, MK. Complimentary football. Oh, did, oh somebody said that good. Yeah. Uh, incongruent. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing about Donovan Royola is he's going to have a coach that probably actually makes a game plan and let everybody know it's what it is. And they actually have like a thing that they're going to go into a game and say, Hey, everybody, this is what our, we're going to do against this team now, you know, because that's kind of what they want to do. That's normally yeah. what you do it against an opponent is say, here's the weak points. Here's what we're going to try to do to take this guy out of the game, identify their key players and try to move them around. So that you've removed them from like attack points and things like that. I think when you're a coach and you don't have any faith in what's going on, it's a damn difficult to, you know, what do you want me to do today? Go out and teach them how to block. You know, I'm not saying that's what happened, but, it almost sounds like it. You know, it just sounds like somebody was making shit up as they went, and that's not a way to do anything. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Scott Frost probably is his greatest strength, maybe his only strength, was play design because he could really come up with some imaginative plays. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, they would really pop for some big yards that were exciting, but there was no system, you know, uh, system to them. Charles Hullett, have you guys noticed a different build on the players this year versus last year? The weight training is completely different. They are talking about that. There's been some articles about how they look. You know, yeah. they look a lot better. They don't look fat and chunky. Replacing, and replacing fat with muscle. Um, some of them, you know, are roughly at the same weight. They had to put some more weight. Uh, they put more weight on the center, Ben Scott, uh, because he's going to face defensive linemen that are bigger than what he faced in the Pac-12. Um, so I know that he's bulked up a little bit. They took, they, 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 people also say, you know, you got Ben Hart, they've changed his body, body a lot apparently. And, and I guess, uh, they, they, uh, Nat Hutchmacher, um, Nate Hutmacher. He's nut masher. Did you see he did a commercial like the coldest Crawford did last year? No, I haven't seen that. He did. The polar bear did a commercial with the HVAC people. I hope oh, he made cool. a lot of monies. monies. Oh they God. say that they say that they've changed his body quite a bit as well. So, um, you know, th those are positive things. Those are those are good things to hear. Okay, I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna pull up Branson Chab's third super chat. Thank you, Branson. I really appreciate it. It would have been wild if Colorado and Utah had joined the Big Ten. I mention this because they fit the Big Ten more than Oregon academically. Are we going into this, Todd? Do you want to go into this now? Um, well, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to get under the desk again? <laughs> well, I, you know. I don't want Colorado in the Big Ten. So, no, I don't either. And and you know, the the bottom line is is that I'm really I'm really sad <laughs> because you know up until this last weekend there was still a little bit of geographic divisions. And I understand that the Big Ten went from Nebraska to the Atlantic Ocean, and the Big 12 basically did too. But, um, you know, I hate to see the Pac-12 gone. And uh, it's, it just bothers me to no end. But what, what really frustrates me, you know, it's, it's Fox and ESPN, NBC, CBS, they're driving all of this. You know, and that's no surprise. We've been through that. Everybody knows that college sports is a business, TV money, money talks, blah, 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 blah. But I think the thing that really pisses me off the most is that you had a conference that sat out there, and I know that a lot of people can argue this, but Pac-12 was called the Conference of Champions. Right. And all of these decisions have been made for one thing and one thing only, and that's football. All of it. 
And there's a hell of a lot more to college athletics than football. Yes, football drives it. it, it I, I'm not stupid. I get it. I completely understand it. But when you look at what has happened, you have taken the most successful athletic conference in the United States, the most successful Division I athletic conference, and destroyed it. Wait a minute. Okay, I'll let you go for now. I, but, but, the no. number one college in the United States in terms of national championships, NCAA national championships, Stanford, 123. Number two, UCLA, 118. Number three, USC, 107. Number four, Oklahoma State, 52. Well over half of those were wrestling. My point is those schools made up an incredibly successful competitive conference. You also in the top 15 had Cal at 10 and Oregon tied at 13. But what bothers me to no end is that you've got some, I'm not even going to call them secondary sports. You know, you've got a lot of student athletes that play baseball, play softball, play volleyball, play other sports that chose to remain out on the West Coast because of proximity so that their parents and so that their family members can, can see and play. But now you take Stanford. Stanford is out in the cold. Stanford has won in the last 10 years national championships in women's basketball, volleyball, soccer, and they were in the Women's College World Series in softball this last year. Right. No school has had stronger women's athletics in the last 25 years than Stanford. And now what? They get to compete in the Mountain West? That's well, garbage. They should do well in the Mountain West. That's bullshit. So far, we don't know because nobody's invited Cal or Stanford anywhere. And the reason for they haven't invited them anywhere is because their leadership is shit, Todd. Stanford's Listen, leadership is shit? Yes, yes. There is. When you go look at how the negotiations went down, last year or before this, ESPN and Fox offered the Pac-12 a fair amount of money for their games. And they turned it down. Why? The Pac-12 did. Stanford didn't turn it down. Okay. Well, you know, they all work together. Understood. You know damn well why Oregon and Washington joined the Big Ten. is because they got up and went, I'm not sticking around with these fucking morons that don't want to take anything. Exactly. And that's where they are. The, the Pac-12 leadership of all those individual schools worked collectively together to destroy that conference. Nobody else did that. They did this to themselves by being morons. Well, they did it because they hired inept leadership for the conference. That Scott was horrible. And they acquiesced all of the decision-making to him as well. Yeah, it's their fault that they're in the position that they're in. I'm just trying to look beyond that at, at, at some of these other things that are important to people. And, you know, we can sit here and say, oh, you know, who gives a shit about softball? Who gives a crap about that? Well, there are a lot of people that give a crap about that. Yeah, there are. And, and on the flip side, if you want to see the positive of bringing Oregon and Washington and UCLA and USC into the Big Ten, the positive, holy crap, look at softball. Right. Look at softball. You're bringing in three powerhouses. Look at volleyball. You're bringing well, you got to name them, Todd. People don't know what Oregon, they are. Oregon, Washington, and UCLA, all of them – have won national championships. No school has won more championships than UCLA. I think UCLA won the last one before Oklahoma has gone on their, their streak. Okay. And, and, you know, so you've got three dynamite softball schools. You got three baseball schools. You've got those same schools, UCLA, Washington, <laughs> and Oregon. Okay. They've been in the college world series recently and, UCLA's won a national title recently. And so, you know, volleyball, Washington, Oregon, <laughs> UCLA. Right. I mean, the women's sports in the Big Ten Conference just improved dramatically. Now, on the flip side of that, here we go to the same argument that we had back when UCLA and USC came into play 
And for the for the sports besides football, you know, we have less student in the student athlete equation. It just continues to 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 diminish the importance of academics. Okay, have you heard the latest on Cal and Stanford? No. They're going to join the ACC. <laughs> They're going to join. They're meeting tomorrow. Now, I was on Twitter most of the day. Today, I had to work for, I had a lot of down servers and blown up servers. And I had to wait on a lot of other people to do data moves and things like that so I could work. So I was on Twitter a lot today. And, uh, you know, I was... I insulted as many people as I could while I was there because that's what Twitter is for. But somebody said, why would Cal and Stanford join the ACC? And my response actually was somebody that writes for uh, Boston College. And my response to them was, I don't think Cal and Stanford are joining the ACC. I think they, the ACC commissioner is under a lot of fire because Florida State is unhappy. And so if you want to look like you're doing something, say, hey, we're examining, we're exploring the possibility of adding Cal and Stanford. Everybody has to vote on that to make it happen. And if they vote no, then you're the guy in charge and you say, hey, I tried to do something to get us more money and you guys didn't want to do it. That just sounds like the dumbest move. I mean, one the, Ace, the Atlantic Coast Conference brings in the, what are they going to, are they going to call themselves the Any Coast Conference? Both coasts. Both coasts. Okay. I just think it, uh, Roger Moore, hopefully you had time to insult Iowa. You know, Iowa, I've left them alone mostly. We're, There's we're no are, people to go after. There are, are new people to go We're after. scheduled to have a full show of insulting Iowa in two weeks. Yeah. The 21st, be here. Tell your friends we're going to bash Iowa to prepare for the season because, uh, you know, that's something you should do. Probably bash Texas too. Uh, oh my God! We have seventeen star uh, things here. Well, you know the Roger Moore, and then we had somebody ask earlier: Are they going to change the name of the Big Ten? No, uh, they're not going to change it. It's that's the brand. Uh, Big Ten is a brand. It, it it's easily recognized, and they'll stick with that. In in my opinion. So Roger Moore says, will the Big Ten ever change its name to reflect the actual number of teams? Here's the thing. that See, Roger, when you wrote that, you wrote that with the numeral 10. When we get stuff from the Big Ten Conference, they are damned adamant that we are spelling it out. It's not 10 the number. It's 10 the, the word. So Big Ten is a name. It's not a number. I know this sounds weird to some people. The only reference I've been able to come up with is – Seven of nine is a name. It's not a number. And if you don't know who seven of nine is, well, I can't help you. <laughs> you got to spread your fingers further than that. Okay. Let's see. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, Fred again comes in. Watched replay of John's reaction to UW-Oregon editions. It made a lot of sense. My biggest question is, who kidnapped John and made that video? Hey, Every once in a while, I can make sense of things. If it's during the day, especially, you know, at night, I become way more sweary and incoherent, which is probably why you people enjoy showing up for these things sometimes. Uh, sweary and incoherent. Let's see. Sweary. Uh, let it... <laughs> I haven't been too sweary tonight. I think last Thursday with Greg was not a good day for me. I was very sweary. Brian Hale writes, or, Hula, excuse me, I don't have my glasses. Brian Hula writes, Nebraska and Texas started this 15 years ago. Yep, they did. And um, <laughs> irony of irony, it might have been longer than 15 years ago because the Pac-12 reached out and tried to get Texas and Oklahoma to join the Pac-12 conference. Yeah. That's where this all started. And, Brian, perhaps, you know, that's what you're referring to. Um but, you know, fuck Texas. I mean, <laughs> we have to do that on the 21st, too, just because, oh, uh, God. Texas, for God's sakes. So bring yeah. your te fuck Texas jokes with you also. I, Nebraska and Texas started this 15 years ago. Well, I guess, you know, I look at it and it's just been, it's been kind of an evolution in, in college football. I mean, college football is, 
It's always, it's the dumbest sport on earth. It is literally the dumbest sport on earth. I like how people now are talking about, oh, there's going to be all the, I saw a quote from Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State. There's going to be all these halves, these conferences that have all the money and they have all the stuff and blah, 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 blah. They're going to get all the stuff and they're going to win. Okay, Mr. Gundy, you've been in a conference for fucking years where Texas was in the same conference as Iowa State. And if you compare those two budgets, you already lived with the haves and the have-nots. Your problem is now you're going to be one of the have-nots. So you never whined about it before, you ass. Now it's an issue. See, that's the problem I have with a lot of this. David Kennedy says, I think Stanford will go independent. Uh, no. Might they not be a bad idea. They, they don't have the cachet, dude. They, you know, they don't. Cachet? Cachet. The, the, the chutzpah, the... The prestige, the the name. Okay. I mean, what are they going to do? Play Notre Dame eight times? Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I Stanford just doesn't, you know, Notre Dame could do that because they've been a nationally known internet, inter, well, across the nation. They've been known since the 1920s as Notre Dame, and that's why they can pull it off. And you'll notice that Notre Dame is also just independent in football. They are in the ACC for all their other sports. Yeah, and you could, you could kind of look at this, and there's been the question out there about, well, why can't they just do this for football and leave all the other sports alone? Well, I guess because they've never done that, and you're already talking about mostly idiots running all these conferences and these schools anyway. And they then they have to, as you said, they had to do contracts where they'd split all that stuff up. All their brains would explode. And then we'd have that mess to deal with. All this horrifying university present death from brains exploding. But it would be complex. And I just, I don't, plus, I don't know if they care. I think they say they care and they just don't care that their student athletes are going to be flying all over the freaking nation. And, you know, we well, care about the health of the student athletes. Bullshit yeah. you do. You never have. No, all, right, all right. Oh, my God. Branson here is just uh, I like this guy. Branson with another super chat. I will certainly miss being in the Pac-12 because of the, how they valued our athletes. Instead of away games in Arizona or California, we will now have to go to West Virginia. Branson, who is your team? Did he mention that? Well, must be Utah. Is it Utah? I have always, you know, Utah is well, always talks about it. away games in Arizona. So the only other two schools, those are the, there's only three schools going to the Big 12. See, that's called deduction. Deduction. I deduced that. Could be Oregon. Well, but Oregon's not going to go to West Virginia. Different, con different conference. Oh, yeah. What am I thinking? <laughs> Just call me Columbo. Good job. Do you want to say one more thing? We will now have to go to West Virginia. Well, have you ever been to West Virginia, Branson? I mean, take me I've, home, I've, country road. Well, now let's see of all the people. The place that, I belong, West Virginia. You're trying to win all those fans back from no, the beginning. No, aren't no you? I'm not. But I think, <sighs> yeah, I'm winning them back because I'm singing about West Virginia. Uh, Ted Hilker says the Big 12 doesn't want Stanford. Apparently not. I don't think Stanford and Cal just, they don't bring anything to the table. I realize they're the, I realize Todd, they're the best schools and blah, 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 blah. And they're academic powerhouses, but they're also complete pains in the ass. So why would, why would you want them? You know, Stanford has somebody in here. I, I missed the comment. Somebody had mentioned, uh, where is it? Charles Hollett, Stanford struggling with a $36.3 billion endowment. Uh, one of the things you got to realize, I think, okay, endowments are usually earmarked for things by the people that endow them. I think that all of the Stanford sports besides football are actually, not all of them maybe, many of these Stanford sports are actually endowed. Yes, they are. Which is why Stanford is not in $472 million of debt, which Cal is. And probably one of the reasons why somebody said, we don't want anything to do with Cal because they're complete morons and I want them nowhere near my campus. But 
the other thing about endowments and things like that is normally they're they're granted in like stock options and things like that. So a lot of those things have not been realized yet. In other words, they're future gains. So, you know, maybe they only have like 30 billion. What do you, what do you, what do you, what now? Fred, 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 Fred. Fred Sacco says our former head coach used to brag about his endowment and then it went away before I got to the end. <laughs> Stick, put it up there and took it off. Okay. Uh, what else we got? We, we went through what those teams are adding to the conference. I do think that Oregon and Washington, UCLA, USC, it's certainly, there's been a lot of people on Twitter. I think I said this in one of my videos. You know what? I said it in the live video. I started with it and I said, one of the most enjoyable things about this conference expansion thing is watching people that are much younger than me whine about change. And I, that is the part I've enjoyed. I have enjoyed the, not tear jerking, but a lot of the commentators, you know, of guys that were SB Nation guys and stuff, lamenting this is ruining college football. And before we end here, I want to ask all 66 of you are online right now. I want to ask all of you, are you going to watch less college football because of this expansion stuff? That's my question to you. And Branson, you can show up every week if you want. Branson Chab comes back with yet another Super Chat. And he says, I hate to say it, but my school is CU Boulder. I'm not a Nebraska fan. I just legitimately enjoy the Perspectives channel and John's character. Yeah. is that Does he mean character like, you know, like Goofy is a character? Or does he mean character because I'm a, you know. Because you do the right thing when nobody's I, Yes. <laughs> I do appreciate you showing up, Branson. We won't yeah, give you any shit about fun having you here tonight. So, uh, and we do encourage you know teams from other schools just because well, it makes it more fun. Even if we're going to abuse us, even you know, if you're in Iowa, C I was out at CU this summer, and you know I know the lot of I'm sure quite a few of the people on here tonight you know, have been out there, but what a beautiful campus. What a beautiful setting. Um, just really, really, really neat. We enjoyed the time we were in Boulder. Okay. Brian Barr comes in with Stanford's ban has shown as much ability to block as some of our past offensive lines. That is one thing about Stanford. If you wanted Stanford to join the Big Ten just because their band would abuse Iowa again, I would say, hell yes, every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> That would be one of the most – that's the biggest positive to having Stanford in the Big Ten. It would have been. I mean, because every band in the Big Ten, 90% of the bands in the Big Ten are like big-time, highly structured, traditional marching bands. Yeah. Very much so. And then you bring those clowns from Stanford. Uh, you know what? I'll bet you – I'll bet they wouldn't let them play at Ohio State or at I Michigan. Bet you yeah. They wouldn't yeah, let them come. They wouldn't let them yeah. in there. That's a travesty yeah. to bands everywhere. Uh, Highlander Gun says, hey, Highlander Man, thanks for showing up. Says, I'll watch if it's free on YouTube. You mean the games? Nothing's free. Although, you know, it's kind of nice to be in the Big Ten and realize that it's, our games will be over the air. I mean, on CBS and Fox and stuff like that. Charles Hullett says, uh, he will watch the same amount of college football. Uh, Todd, Frank, got one. Go ahead. Todd Frank says, nope. Uh, Dion what? says, I'm just watching Nebraska. And that's where I'm at. Um, you know, we had on some of our internal stuff at coordination that this question was asked. And I've watched less college football in the last five or 10 years than I did 15, 20 years ago. And I've got more time. But I'm not watching it. I think in large part of it is because of what's happened with the conference affiliations and that whole idea of, you know, interconference rivalries and, and some of that kind of stuff. And that's that's disappearing. It's, it's frustrating for me. I will continue to watch Nebraska play, but I don't think I, I would I would venture the only game that I can remember that I watched start to finish in the last four or five years was Ohio State, Michigan 
when Michigan just beat the tar out of them in that snowstorm. Um, <laughs> that's, I, I don't know. Linda Wilkins says, I doubt that I will watch more. Uh, Fred Sacco says, I will watch the same amount in Nebraska every week in assorted big rivalry games. There'll be new rivalries, Todd. Purdue USC, we could look forward to. Oregon Rutgers. Coming oh, soon. Oregon Rutgers. Oregon Rutgers coming soon to a conference near you. Dion says, I'm just watching Nebraska. Did we already do that one? Uh, Fred Sacco says, Branson Chab is a profile John made up, I bet. He seems <laughs> kind of distracted tonight. Fred, I had a whole – I had a – it was not a good day for me. It's kind of like the busker that throws the change in the dollar bill in the hat themselves to get it started. Well, you know, sometimes. Uh <laughs> Where we got here? Brian Hula, the new conferences will go back to the pods that reflect the past conferences without the low-level teams. They'll, they just NFL'd it. There is, you know, there is that kind of concept that this is going to be a lot more like the NFL. Yeah, the and, Big Ten uh, will be back in divisions in some way, shape, or form, I'll bet you. Oh, Roger Moore says tonight's show score 35 to 21. I won, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Fred Sacco says after Todd, see that? The English is gone. Uh, after Todd's onside kick to start tonight's show, it really came back. So I guess he's complimenting you with a, new, a good recovery. We had, we had good material tonight. And, and I just had to get some shit off my chest because I've been pissed off and I haven't been able to interact with other human beings. So I apologize if I offended people, but you know what? That's, that's where I've come from. So I think that, you know, it, 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 to, the thing is, Todd, is we should be able to say this kind of stuff without offending people. I mean, everybody, we're a country full of diversity and, you know, div different opinions and different people. And, I think really people should be able to have their own opinions without everybody going ape shit and saying about them. You know, like Stanford doesn't belong in a conference. I should just be able to say that and not have anybody get all angry at me. <laughs> I can see the steam. I can see some boiling coming out right of the ears. I'm sure Stanford will end up somewhere, Todd. Well, it you know, just to me, I, I just uh, whatever you know. It is. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you know that from let's see, 1905 to 1915, Stanford and Cal did not play football. Cal probably shouldn't be today. No, which they, but they have to pay. How are they going to pay off the 472 uh, million dollars in debt? God, that's yeah. horrifying. But yeah. uh, they did not play football because. The uh, faculty and the people that led the universities felt that it was too big. And uh, they played rugby from 1905 to 1915, and then they came back to football. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Jack the Ripper comes out with a banger. World War III is about ready to start, and you two lady boys are worried about who the second string backup douchebag will be. Yes, Jack. Yes, we are. That's because that's what we do. And college football is the way that we escaped all this talk about World War Three and things like that. Uh, and uh, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. oh, my God. Fred, where did it? <sighs> Let me see here. Fred Sacco comes in with, ooh, Purdue versus USC makes me harder than our former head coach at the side of the Red Hots. Oh, goodness. Uh, Jack the Ripper says, I enjoy being offended. So do I. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Roger Moore says, great shirts and lighting tonight. By the way, this shirt, this, this is a red man-killing Mastodon shirt. And if you'll notice, it's a really shitty design color. You know, the colors don't make sense. Uh, I will have a red uh, man killing Mastodon shirt in the store, hopefully within the next, I don't know, probably three or four days. Uh, okay. We're over our time by five minutes. Branson Clark says with a, a, one last super chat. Thank you. 
Thanks for a great show. I will be back next time. Well, thank God, because I got medical bills to pay. <laughs> uh, after this, after this stuff, I'm gonna have probably more to pay. So there you go. After Is there what anything else? Uh, you know, after after getting all excited with the oh. beginning of the show and hiding yeah. under the desk and. Is there anything else you want to say, Todd? No, I'm 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 feeling pretty good. Are you? You got yeah. everything out of you? you yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we do appreciate all of you guys showing up and guys and gals. We sure and do. Whatever else you want to define yourself as. Uh, Bud Light or no Bud Light, uh, thank you for subscribing or thank you for showing up and supporting the channel. And, uh, well, we'll be here next week. Is it seventh? It's seventh next week. I will be in northern Minnesota fishing, Todd. So, what are you going to do for a show? Oh, I don't think I can run a show by myself. Well, yeah, you can. You can invite Andy and tell him to wear a Georgia shirt, and then you two can have a show together. No because, promises. Because you, I would want you to carry on if something happens in northern Minnesota. Because I will be with my nephew, and he's a wild man. I understand. Okay. We will figure it out by next week. All right. Good night, Todd. Good night, John.